As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Raising Daughters. I'm Dr. Tim Jordan. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician who has worked with girls for over 30 years in my counseling practice, in personal growth, leadership, uh, weekend retreats, and summer camps. So I'm bringing you information about girls to hopefully help you learn how to support your daughters and parent them to become happy, successful people. Today, I have three high school seniors uh, here in the studio with me, and we're going to talk about a really important topic. Uh, dads obviously are very important to their daughter's development. Um, I've talked before. I've written blogs before. I'm going to do a separate podcast about how dads are influential in their daughter's lives. But today we're going to talk about something a little different. We're going to talk about girls whose dads have been absent in their lives and the effect that's had on them um, and their experience. So these three girls all have different experiences with dads not being part of their lives. And so I want you to hear this today and hear it from their, from their point of view. Okay, girls, this is a tough topic I know to talk about, but all of you have had dads who in, in some way, shape, or form have not been involved in your lives for some reason. So I want to know, first of all, how old were you when your dad became less involved and what were the circumstances? Um, my parents <clears throat> divorced when I was seven, um, causing my mom, my sister, and I to actually move to a different state. Um, moving from the coast to the Midwest was kind of a big change. But during, like, the first couple years, I think so I was probably, I would say, maybe 11 or 12. I mean, everything before that was fine. I would go out there for a month in the summer. He would come visit me, like, during weekends um, in Missouri. And we kind of would just spend a lot of time together and make the time to, to spend together. Um, but I never really noticed he was more um, or less involved, I guess, until probably when I was 12 or 13, um, he actually started dating this new girl and, um, I had never really known her just because I didn't go out to his house a whole lot. It was really only a month in the summer. So I never really saw like his house, kind of his life as much, if that makes sense. Um, but I think once I kind of realized what was going on is when I realized he was maybe a little bit more distant. Um, I can kind of tell you, I guess, the rest of the story. So basically, like, they ended up getting um, pregnant, and they were not married. They were still dating. Um, they rushed into an engagement to then get married. This probably all happened in less than the span of maybe two, three months, if I had to guess. Um, and so I think all of a sudden, he kind of had this new life, and I 
it happened so fast for me. I don't think I really had time to process it. And as a 12 year old, that's not something you should have to process um, and kind of think about. But I think he kind of got accustomed to this new life with a new wife and a new baby on the way. And I almost got put in the background and like took a took a seat in the back seat, if that makes sense. Um, and I kind of really that's when I started really struggling a lot with um, like myself, my relationships, my emotions, things like that. Um, and that's when I first, I think, kind of realized that he was less involved. Um, a little bit further on down the road, the um, baby was born. And shortly after that, they actually got divorced again. And um, my dad then shortly after that lost his job. So he really, or he claims he never really had the money to come out to see uh, my sister and I and my mom being the protective mom that she is, didn't want to send my my sister and I into that type of circumstance out where he lived just because she thought it would be very um, detrimental and very bad for my sister and I to see. Um, so I, to this date, really, isn't, really haven't seen him in the past, like, three or four years. He hasn't really been too involved. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think it started a lot earlier than I maybe, like, would have thought it started and he kind of started on this like downward spiral before it actually really got to rock bottom. Um, but again, I was still so young that I think I didn't really process it. And so I didn't really start realizing it until I was probably 12 or 13, I guess I would say, but I think it started probably even like a couple of years before then. Joe. <clears throat> um, for me, it, it was really young. My, my parents got divorced when I was like, two maybe or three I don't know it was like before I can even remember and then um we did like the back and forth every weekend thing for a little while but shortly after that when I was like five or six um my dad was arrested and he's been in jail now ever since then so I mean my relationship was very unique with him I used to visit him when I was younger like we'd go up every other month or so to visit him and just like sit down and it was always really awkward and I hated it every time but um and we used to talk on the phone and stuff but probably I think it's the last time I went to go visit him was probably when I was like 12 or 13 which is like five years I guess so and then the probably the last time I talked on the phone with him was like two years ago so we haven't really been in contact in quite a while and I mean we occasionally like write letters back and forth to each other but I think that my circumstances are especially unique in the sense that I, I literally never see him and, you know, he's very much not a part of my life. And so, yeah, that all started very young and it's just been the norm for me for mm. like forever. Cause that's like pretty much all I've known. That's all I've grown up with. I've, I've never had a dad there. So, yeah. So the circumstances are unique, but I think the feelings aren't. Yeah. How about you just brief, just what's your circumstance? Um, well, my parents got a divorce when I was about four, and, I mean, we didn't move, we moved, um, up to St. Louis, which was about four hours away from my dad, and, you know, the first, yeah, pretty much the same, it's like, it's just like the first few years we did the whole, you know, every other weekend thing, and then as I got older, he got married when I was about 11, and kind of ever since then, I just kind of felt like, you know, and I was always like, daddy's little girl until 
you know, she came into the picture. And, I mean, I get that I want to be happy and, you know, married and not alone and stuff. But it was hard um, ever since then. And then, you know, I think it's, it has something to do with me being, like, the oldest is that my dad has always been really hard on me and really, like, when I do see him, it's just, like, I know I just don't think he trusts me and I don't think he... We just don't get along very very much, so I don't see him. I honestly try to avoid to go see him as much as possible. But So you all had different circumstances, sort of, but because your dad started to not see you because they moved, because they you know, they got had a girlfriend, uh, they got married, all those things. Because of that, when you were younger, my guess is um, there's a lot of emotion about that. There's probably feelings that came up because of that. And also what I think I know about girls is that usually they go in their heads and they start to ask themselves questions like, why isn't my dad there for me? Why doesn't he call? Why is he spending more time with his new family? Blah, blah, blah. So, so I think, what did, you, what did you say to yourselves? Like, what did you start deciding about yourselves because you didn't have a dad there because he wasn't spending time with you? I was always telling myself that, like, you know, I wasn't good enough for him or I wasn't, you know... I guess I think he just found his new life exciting and I just feel like I wasn't mm. exciting enough for him or, you know, pulled his attention enough. And since I, almost like an out of sight, out of mind type of thing. Because, you know, I didn't see him all the time. And then when I wasn't there, I, it was just like it wasn't that big of a deal. So it was, so that meant what about you? That I just wasn't good enough or, yeah, pretty much that I wasn't good enough or wasn't loved. Okay. How about you? For me, I think I just kind of kept asking myself, like, what did I do wrong? And, like, mm. what did I do to push him away to the point where he felt like he had to, like, fulfill the void in the sense, like, with another girl or with another kid or something like that. And I, I think that what was the hardest for me is um, he lived in a townhouse. So he had, like, obviously his bedroom and then two other bedrooms. Um, one of them was an office and then the other one was my sister and I's room. And he always promised me... That no matter what, no matter what happened, no matter who came into his life, who came out of his life, I would always have a room at his house. Um, when the new baby came along, since they were living there, she completely took over my sister and I's room so that when we came out and visit, I like didn't have a bed to sleep in. So um, you were displaced. Yeah. So I, I think in a sense, I was just like, like, why? And as vague as that is, I just like, I still was young enough to where I like, I couldn't comprehend like what I did wrong or like why would I don't know and I think I think that's why like I'm really hard about promises and stuff now because stuff he said or things that like have happened have really altered the way that I look at things so like it's hard for me when people make promises to me because I think sometimes I feel like they're always going to be broken and for him it it was just like it was really hard for me because I was like why like why do I no longer have a room when you promised me I would or like why am I no longer a part of my life? And you said, like, no matter what, when, like, you and mom got divorced, like, I would always be there, or you would always be there. So how'd you answer that? You asked those questions. What was the answer? Maybe it's because I'm what? Yeah, so I think it was just, like, maybe because I'm kind of what she was just saying, like, maybe it's because I'm not good enough, or maybe it's because he's kind of found me boring, or I think the biggest thing was maybe I'm just not important enough to him anymore, and kind of like she was saying, you just... I think what happens is they get caught up in their head and they get caught up in this mindset that they're like rebuilding a new life in a sense that they leave everyone and everything else behind. And so I think I was like, you know what, maybe I'm just 
no longer like going to be a part of this quote unquote new life. Um, and I really like got into a lot of negative self-talk and just things like that because I was like, well, you know, like, what am I not doing that I should be doing? What am I not saying that I should be saying? What am I not, you know, things like that. So, yeah. So in your head, it's like his his new family is more important than me. Therefore I'm not important. Correct. Yeah. How about you? Anything, any thoughts you used to have about, about yourself based upon your dad not being there? I know the circumstance is different, but still. Um, I feel like for me, it was, it was more about like generalizations I would make about life or about people or about men in general. It wasn't so much about Hmm. what I thought about myself because I think my, my mom was very adamant about not letting me believe that it was my fault. And I was around camp very young. And so I, um, I never really believed that it was my fault or that it had anything to do with me, but it kind of made me, it built up a lot of like anger um, in me towards him and just like generalizations I would make about marriage and about like, like what, what, what families, just that like, um, like nothing can really be forever. Like people will always change mm-hmm. or that, um, just that people aren't always reliable and people can't be there the way that you need them to be for. And just like seeing the repercussions of like his decisions and how they've impacted so many people's lives besides him. It's just, um, I guess, I guess that just like people don't care or like, um, people, yeah, I guess that people just can't be trusted that, you know, even if they, they say they're going to be there or they say they're going to make promises that, um, you know, people don't always follow through with that. And so it's just been hard for me to trust people. But so then what does that mean? What you're saying is I have a hard time trusting people. I have a hard time trusting that people will really be there for me Mm -hmm. and therefore I will what? So what does that mean then? I guess that I'm not, I guess that I found myself like hard, it's hard for me to open up to people. And so, um, I guess it's just me getting in my head about how, like, I'm not, I don't know. Well, well, let me me throw out some possible, for some people it might be something to the effect of, I don't need other people. I can take care of myself. Yeah. I can do this myself. Uh, I'm going to keep people at a distance because I can't trust that they're really going to be there for me. So I just go it alone. I'm not sure if that's true for you. And yeah, that's definitely true for but me. Say, I, say it in your words. It's, I'm very much like I don't need help from other people or I, I, I have a very independent mentality. And so um, it's very easy for me to just keep to myself when when I really do need other people or it, it's hard for me to like ask for the help I need or ask for support when I need it just because um, – I'm not really willing to open up to people as much. And I guess it just stems from not having like that kind of trust in people initially in my life and having that broken so that it's, it's hard for me to let people in. And, you know, I'm like afraid of what people, what yeah. people are going to do. I, I don't open up. And because it's for all of you, it's been a while. Your dads haven't been involved. They've been involved off and on. And you're sort of quote unquote used to it. But I wonder if, if things in your lives happen that, that triggers old feelings. Uh, you know, like, like the, that he's not there. I mean, I, I'm sure you can get busy. I'm sure you've moved on and in, in many ways. But is there other times when it gets triggered? Like, I wish I had a dad or, or why isn't he here or something of that sort? Um, for me, I mean, I've been lucky enough to find kind of fill-in dads in the sense that, like, 
There are people who care about me as a dad should, and they've been a father figure in my life like a father figure should. But there's always times, you know, at school, and I've spoken about this before, just like when you hear there's a father-daughter dance or something like that, and you're, and like people, I, I guess freshman year more than anything, people are like, oh, like, where's your dad? And you kind of have to shorten the story to a sense like, oh, he couldn't make it, or, or like not lie about it, but just leave it very short-ended, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's there's different things like that where there's dad or daughter things at school um, or different things like that. I think, too, like, there are times when I can be, like, a girly girl. But there's also times where I can be, like, a tomboy, like, I'm a really big football fan and, like, things like that, and I like to, like, kick around the soccer ball or something outside. And um, I think times like that I miss, like, not having someone to do it with. And, yeah, I can do it with my mom, but it's a little bit different, if that yeah. makes sense. Um so, yeah, I mean, and there's different things that trigger it. Like, I've been on trips and stuff with him, and, like, going back there can kind of bring back, kind of be, like, nostalgic or, like, bring back memories that were so good, and now it's just, like, so bad that it's it it's almost bittersweet in a sense. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's definitely things, but I think at the same time, like, I'm starting to build new new memories, new relationships with these, like, father figures, fill-in dads in a sense that there's also some times where I'm just like, it's so much better now that I don't even like remember yeah. it as much. So yes and no. Anything different for you all? Um, mine's kind of similar. It's just that, like my cousin got married uh, about a year ago and I was, and she had a really rough relationship with her dad when she was my age and a little bit younger. And, you know, I watched, I watched them and you could just really see how much they loved and cared about each other. And like, and then I thought about like the day that I'm going to get married and it's just like, I want to like, I want to, when I do, you know, have that father daughter dance with my dad, I want to have that love and connection that, um, I know I saw in other people and I don't want to not be as, uh, I don't know. I just don't want to have that rough tension between us I yeah. mean I know he's gonna be there but I just want it I just want us to have a really good relationship when it does come and it's just like rough thinking that it might not be like that I have a couple more questions for you guys about this topic about dads who are absent or dads who aren't around consistently one of them is because of what you've experienced does, does that ever make you worry about you in the future about marriage about finding somebody about that sort of thing um, yeah, for me, I think, like, I was old enough in the sense that, like, I can remember some details of, like, the divorce itself, but not old enough to remember everything. But I can remember, like, there was one specific instance where my mom and dad were, like, fighting in the kitchen of our house. And my mom, like, literally, I guess my sister and I were sitting in the, in the living room or something, and she was just, like, take your sister, go upstairs, and, like, close the door. Because she, like, didn't want me to be around that. Um, I don't know. I'm... I'm I'm nervous just because it's still really hard for me to open up to people because I think that it's going to end the same way that my parents did and like people knowing that much information about me sometimes scares me but I'm working on along the lines to like being okay with opening up and things like that um yeah I mean it does it does make me kind of nervous just growing up in the household that I did I I get scared sometimes that they that might be my fate too like being a single mom and divorced and things like that. And obviously I don't want that, but 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think it does make me nervous sometimes just to think, like, if that was the fate of, of my parents, like, maybe it'll be the fate of, like, my life, too. So how about you two? Is it, have you ever thought about your future in a, in a good way, a bad way, based upon your relationship with your dads? Does it ever make you worry? Does it not? I'm just curious. Honestly, yes. I worry about my future, like, of who I'm going to marry and who, like, how my relationship as an adult is going to be because you know I feel like I mean I went through a rough abusive relationship just as a sophomore in high school and I feel like part of that is is because I I mean my dad was never abusive it's just that I feel like I didn't have the role model of like a good male I guess at the time and I just feel like that I'm worried that I might be in that situation again and not even realize it until it's like too late and, I mean, I know I, my dad's a good guy. It's just that I don't see it, so I wouldn't know. Mm. How about you? Um, for me, I guess it affects my future in just the sense that um, it, like, scares me to, to um, just kind of, I guess, just kind of see, like, my family situation and watch my mom and just how... Like how you can you can give everything to someone and trust someone completely and love someone with, you know, everything you have. And then just to have someone rip that away. And um, it's just hard when I don't have that loving um, mom and dad relationship like to look up to and to see every day and um, to see like to come home and to see um, my two parents like together. And so it's just different. Like, I guess I have a different view of what marriage, um, can be. And, um, I, I do have those like examples in my life of good marriages and good relationships, but it, it's hard to believe that those, that they're always going to work out when I, when like a terrible example is like right in front of me. And so, yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a girl the other day and she was saying that there was, there was some problems in her home, um, with her parents and so she went and lived with her friend for a few days. And she said it was so refreshing for her to sit around a dinner table with like a family that just Aww. talked to each other and you know, said, how was your day and all that. And so people weren't fighting and yelling. It was, and I wonder if that's what you're talking about. Kind of like that, that you missed that. Yeah. And, and I guess my family isn't like, we do get along really well. And I do have a really good relationship with my mom and my brother. And, but, um, and so it's not even that it's like a negative environment at home. It's just kind of the what ifs or like what, what could have been. And just because I don't know anything different, um, I don't remember when my parents were together because I was so little. And so yeah. I just, you know, I don't know what it would be like to have a dad. I don't know what it would be like to have um, like a male figure around all the time. Like it's just so abstract to me. And so it's just like this world of like, <laughs> I don't even know like what that is like. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you know, I... You know, I talk to some of my friends and they'll talk about, you know, both their mom and dad being home and, you know, just like little things that count as, you know, the stereotypical like family. And it's just like, that's real. Like that <laughs> happens. And sometimes like going off what you're saying is that like, sometimes I worry, like I look at those families and I'm like, how is it just seem so nice? You know, like, is it actually Real. Is it possible? Is it, yeah, is it possible? Like, 
do I have the capability of having something like that? I was wondering, you, you sort of touched on this, but when you're, when you're with, when you're at a friend's house or people's, or maybe aunts and uncles or people who are married, but who have a, a good relationship, do you sort of consciously scope them out? Like, you know, watch them? Yeah. No, that was something wrong, but like, I want that. And so, you know what I mean? Do you sort of consciously study them? Like, I really want that. And so I want to see how they do it. Or is it just unconscious? Yeah, I guess like some of my friends' parents have really like sweet relationships. And so um, I guess it's just cool for me to be around them and to see them um, interacting and just be able to be like, oh, like it does happen. Like people can genuinely be happy together. And it's not that I think it's not possible. I just think it's it's rare. Not, I don't know, rare. It's just not necessarily the norm or it's not always like that. And so it is cool and I see um, couples who like have been together for years and years and are still, um, in love and, and like have a stable and normal per se family environment. Okay. Uh, last question, I think, but this is a tougher one. So with your romantic relationships now, not in the future, but now any effect you think that has had on you, uh, not having a dad around consistently, um, as far as guys picking guys, your relationship with guys? Yeah, like what I said before is that, you know, I went through that abusive relationship where it just was really bad. And I think that, again, like not having that role model had an effect on that and made me have, you know, like that's just what I expected from guys. But since I've gotten out of that relationship and I've and I'm now in a new, really great and healthy one, it's just like, kind of it's almost it doesn't feel real like you know that people can actually treat you like that well the the cliche is that is that you'll be needy for guys Mm -hmm. right that you'll that you might um allow yourself to be pushed around or uh give more than you want because you're so needy to have a uh, you know that male energy in your life and that's a cliche i'm just curious if that's ever played out for you or if you think there's some some truth to that for you yeah, definitely. Like, you know, I just let this guy do tell me what to do. You know, he I lost myself mm. through this this guy, and I lost. I didn't like when we split up. I didn't know how to act without him because not because I was so upset is because but because I didn't know what people did when they did when I or what I should do when I'm not in that relationship. So, but now being out of it for a year or so now is that I know how strong I am as a person and know that I could do anything that I want to. Um, for me, it's been a little bit of a different experience. I just actually got, like, I just went through a breakup after like a two plus year relationship. And, and I, um, for me, like in that relationship, I think I was almost more, um, confident and like less needy because I just had my guard up and Uh so it did it it took a while for me to completely let him in and completely you know share my whole heart with him all the time and I guess the looking back on it it's hard because we were together for so long and it seemed like nothing could break us up and that it was gonna last and so now that it hasn't and now that it's over it's just kind of like one more push that like um, the, like things don't last for forever and like it's not oh. always gonna 
turn out know. picture perfect. <laughs> so you're making evidence. Yeah. That says, here we go again. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Um, yeah, I was thinking, I, I think I think for some girls it can be that they become more needy and all that. But for other girls, it's more like they're in control. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in charge of this relationship. I'll be in charge of whether we break up or not because then maybe I'll be hurt less. That sounds like the path you took. Yeah. <laughs> Did it work for you? <laughs> I mean, it worked for a while. Like we... Was it, Did you break up or did he... It was like mutual. mutual? Like we had been fighting for a while, and it just kind of like we both just knew that it was time. But it's hard when like you put so much into something and then it just doesn't um, end up working out. But I think, yeah, I I definitely was like in the relationship. I'd say that I I stood my ground most of the time and didn't didn't let that insecurity, I guess, about like my past experiences with my dad, like affect it in a way. If not, I was like trying to fight it and like yeah. make it be the opposite. So last question. If, if it's true, it may not be, but if it's true, now how not having a dad in your life, how has it made you stronger? Any benefits, any gifts uh, from that? I think not having a dad in my life, like, all the time is they, especially with him, if I am with him, is that I know, I think I, it's made me more confident to stand my ground and to still tell him, you know, like we got in a fight a few weeks ago and I mean, I just told him straight up, I was like, you make me feel this way when you do this or something like that. And I've never done that before. And I just, I feel like I've just had more confidence to be able to stick my ground with him and with other people of, no, you cannot do that to me because it hurts. Any ways that it's been a benefit to you or a gift? Yeah, for me, I'd say that it's just given me like a different perspective on on life and something that like, you know, my friends who have dads in their life can't understand. And um, I guess for me, it's this sounds super cliche, but it's just kind of been about like beating the odds in a way. And like, uh, like the stereotype for is like, if you don't have a dad in your life, then like, you're going to, you know, have anger problems or you're going to like be upset Mm. all the time or like you're not going to be successful or like your marriage is going to fail or something like that. And so for me, it's, it's been a lot about trying to like break that stereotype and like be okay, like not having a dad and, um, yeah, just still living life and, you know, loving where I'm at and still being confident and still having good relationships and having a good family like at home and stuff like that. And so it's just been about, um, it's been cool for me to like, um, prove to myself that I still can be happy, even Mm. though I don't have the normal, uh, West County, like (laughs) life that a lot of my friends have. I kind of make a prediction. Sure. That you're going to have an incredible marriage someday (laughs) because of that determination. That's you're using this as energy to motivate you to do it different. Mm hmm to make sure that you're in charge of your life and all that. And I think that's, I think some people fall when they grow up, they fall into the same patterns as their parents. Some people get determined and say, I'm going to make, I'm going to do it different. Mm-hmm. And that's why they, that's why they make it different. Yeah. Thank you all for, for being so honest today and for sharing. So the moral of the story today, I guess would be this. If you're in a marriage as a dad, do everything you can to stay in the marriage because when divorces happen, it makes it really tough on your daughters. If, if you're divorced, 
and uh, then make sure you spend time with your daughters. Uh, make sure that they that they know that you care, that they're important, not by your words, but by your actions. Be there for them in all the ways that they that they need and deserve. Uh, thanks for listening today. Uh, this is Dr. Tim Jordan, and this is Raising Daughters, a podcast that comes to you every week. Uh, sometimes uh, I just talk, sometimes I bring in guests, and I really appreciate um, their honesty and being so forthright. I will talk to you again next week. Thanks for joining. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.